windows open because last last week I had a window open and uh, there was like echo. It was echoing everywhere. We're live. Hey everybody, this is Johnny Bean. Welcome to Johnny Bean TV. It is Friday. It is August 26, 2022. It's 8.16 p.m. Eastern, 5.16 Pacific out here in California. And Greg Mara is my guest tonight from GJM Guitars. We'll be talking guitars, talking about his guitars. And we'll have a great time. So uh, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. And uh, here we go. If I can find the video. <laughs> there it is. There we are. Hey, man. What's up, Johnny? How you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm great. And hey, let me just say, first of all, first, first of all, it's great to meet you. Finally, I think we've been like on Facebook for a while, maybe Instagram, Twitter, all that type of stuff. But it's, it's great to finally meet you and talk about your guitars. I keep seeing your guitars like on, like I said, on Facebook, on the Internet. And it's, it's awesome to be able to talk about these tonight. Well, thank you. And it's nice to meet you as well. Um, you've kept me company most days uh, when I'm working on guitars, uh, just watching all of your, uh, you know, your, your podcasts and videos and stuff. You have so much content out there. It's cool. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks for reminding me. This is a podcast. So you guys can actually, uh, on replay, you can actually listen to this pretty much everywhere. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, everywhere you get your your podcast you can you can listen to this so so way, the way we do these shows is i like to start out i like to say thank you to the top tier of channel members we have a, a channel membership here on johnny bean tv that's kind of how the uh the the channel uh it's like it's what we do and the top tier of channel members are the executive producers and they are Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, Music Therapy Laz, Guitar Man 45, Majestic PB and J Cat, Thomas Santiago, Mike Nice, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Thomas Santiago again. There's two of them. John Moronic, R Habs, Michael B, David Allen Wright, and Warlag. Those are the executive producers of Johnny Bean TV, top tier of channel members. And if you'd like to become a channel member, click that join button right below the 10 thumbs ups currently. Thank you so much, you guys. That is, uh, that is awesome. There we go. And we're live on Facebook. Live. I think we're live on Twitter, too, which is pretty cool. Do you like Twitter? I don't use Are, it. Do you, no, I don't really use it. I mean, I remember like 2010 or whatever when it came out and I was like, what's this about? And then it just didn't seem like there was anything to look at. I'm like, just people saying stuff and that's it. It's, and then other it's people like, saying other stuff. And it's like, it's eh. like, I just had breakfast. It was delicious. Right. Same. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's cool, though, for people that like to use it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I think Twitter is awesome. It's a great, great place. And we are currently, we're live on Twitter as well. So hello, Twitter friends. So man, so Greg, so first of all, let, let me, let me just, let me just say, I became aware of you and I told you this yesterday for the first time, it's been at least, at least three, four, four yeah. years, maybe, maybe longer. You, you were, you were a part of a, a live stream. I want to say it, it was a, it was a Steve Vai stream, mm -hmm. and I want to say it was it was maybe from. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say it was maybe it was from Vegas or something. That was Musicians Institute in Hollywood. That, and that was okay. Steve Vai's. I think he called it Jam. What did he call it? Big Jam Jamalama, whatever he called it. But it was like a a three day thing where they had twenty four hour uh, jamming, and Larry Mitchell. Yes. You know, obviously, yep. uh, amazing Larry Mitchell contacting me, uh, contacted me to to go up and jam. And it was I think it was maybe 11 o'clock at night. But Steve had just played 
And then Larry uh, brought me up and then we played a couple songs and then it just it kept going. We left, came home and it, it was still going. It was it was very cool. And uh, Musicians Institute has an amazing stage and live room down there. So it was a really cool time. I got to jam with Jeremy Colson, uh, who was Steve Vai's drummer. And that was just honestly, with, besides jamming with Larry Mitchell, I mean, Larry Mitchell's a legend. Uh, to have yeah it was it was funny because i had never met jeremy but we're friends on facebook and he, mm -hmm. everybody's everybody's backstage it's not a big area and i said hey jeremy colson he's like hey greg and i'm like how the heck do you know my name that's rad as hell but so as i'm walking out on stage i'm like i'm gonna go play now with larry he goes me too i'm like holy shit oh sorry holy crap oh uh, you can say holy what anything that's fun jeremy colson is following me is gonna play drums on these tunes so it was just freaking amazing that was awesome getting to play with him and jeremy is a world-class i mean i mean there's no denying how great that guy is on drums mm -hmm. that's cool yeah it was something like like 11 at night or 11 30 yeah. or or maybe later because i i tuned in because i'm friends with larry i've known him for several years and so i was tuning in to watch tuning in to watch him and then i remember you getting up there and playing yeah and so i'm like i'm a great more i gotta check this dude out and then here we are now yeah. a few years later maybe three four years later and we're finally getting to meet yeah man and 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 you got some awesome guitars there i mean Thanks, for one dude. thing man yeah these are all ones that i built and then i made my own model based on another model that is let's see if i can get my hand right this guy right here was kind of like uh the here, guys in racer this. the guys in racer x yeah. made this model of uh you know popular back in the late 80s in racer x so what i did was you know, I wanted to have my own model. I thought, you know, everything's kind of, you know, all the cool models have been taken. So I flipped mm -hmm. it and then I made it so that it's kind of moving in the same direction that, that the guitar is. Because when I just flipped it, basically I had a prototype and the thing was like headstock heavy because all the weight was going that way. So I don't know if you can tell with this one, but this cutout down here now has shifted the weight the other way. So when you stand up, let's see if I can get this balanced. It's exactly where you want to have it. Oh, cool. And the thing is, is like, you know, I, I realize this is like, you know, when you look at people's uh, guitar models, um, like from Skirvison to you know, all these companies, you know, th there's a lot of really off the, you know, off the basic Strat and Tele looking guitars out there. And I mm -hmm. always thought, I'm, I'm going to show you something real quick. I'm going to get up and show you this guitar. I want to show you okay. my first, my first guitar. It's not the actual guitar. I bought another one like it because... My very first electric guitar is in pieces in the garage, but I want to show you this real quick. I was always a big fan of those, like, you know, 1960s Japanese import guitars, like the Dan Electros and the Kawais and the... Yeah. I love these guitars. The uh, There's a lot of them out there. I've got a book on all of them. Let me grab this real quick. I'm going to show you this. Okay. Okay. Let's say hello to some people that are here. We got Janice Lala is watching us, who who met Larry. That's awesome. We got Mike Neese. We got Majestic PB&J Cat. We got Symmetry. We got Guitar for a Cure. Dude, I saw your name somewhere else earlier today, man. Good to see you. Look at this. We got Tim Thomas. Good to see everybody here tonight. Yeah, make sure to smash that thumbs up. And subscribe if you're brand new to this. We do shows every week. Actually, almost every day. There's some always something new here on Johnny Bean TV. So, well, that was a huge uh, production for me to leave. I know you're thanking. Oh, that's cool. Right so that's I'm cool. Back. I'm thanking people. Yes. All and right. Mike Neese. By the way, Mike Neese, thank you for, for becoming a, a YouTube member again. <laughs> Channel members. It is it is awesome. So dude, yeah, that looks that looks like like an older uh so this is my fir yeah. very first electric guitar. And honestly, I was hoping when I got this one. Uh, from eBay like a year and a half, two years ago, that it would play a little better than my original. But you could honestly use this as a cheese grater. The strings are so far up off the neck. Yeah. And I cranked on that. <laughs> I, I got it as best as it'll play. But this guitar in baby blue was my first one. And look at this headstock. It's about as big as the body. I mean, that's wow. just a massive headstock. But I always yeah. thought these these guitars looked so cool that I was like, you know what? When I designed my own body, and that's one, let's see if I can get my hand doing the right thing here. That's that's another version of the same body that I designed. And mm -hmm. it's it's based on this guy upside down, which was like the coronet. So I called it the Tenorock because I flipped it upside down and just flipped the word upside down. 
And now that's hmm. my now that's my model. So the kind of the idea behind my company is, I mean, obviously you can see all these guitars behind me are ones that I made. Um, I'm yeah. doing your standard telly, your standard strat, but I love like I love to do the finishes and I love to do the relicking. Um, and you know, I like to make them look nice too if the wood's nice, but I just mm -hmm. think it's it's really cool to take something that shouldn't look like you can shred on it and be able to totally just do anything you want on it. I just I love like really off the wall looking guitars. So at some point I would like to do a version of this guy, just the body itself, and then um, you know, see what I can do with it. Cause it's just to me that that looks awesome. I mean, that was my very first guitar that I ever had. I mean, this is not this exact one, this is a another one, but it's just like yeah. it and and this finish end. I just think that's cool, man. I just think that's super rad. And there's a lot like this. If you look at those like 1960s Japanese import guitars, you know, that's kind of my mindset. Yeah. Like I was telling you yesterday, um, I used to work at a place called Subway Guitars in Berkeley, and we had basically stacks and stacks of those things. Oh, like wow. All kind, like actual. And, and what, what we would do there was we would actually, we would upgrade them. Yeah. So so we would like upgrade the bridges, uh, sometimes upgrade the tuners, make them more more playable. Yeah. And so so I, I was around a lot of stuff like that. Old Japanese uh, silver tones, down electros, K's. Oh, man. Uh, Univox. I mean, every everything, basically. Yeah. And so yeah, that's it's, it's that's cool my favorite. I just stuff. think when you look at those guitars that shouldn't look like you should be able to rip on them, but then, you know, you 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 do it right so it's this is 25 and a half inch scale so it's not like it's some weird scale like i don't even know what that scale is like the fresh <laughs> line there's like like there's like two spaces before the nine and it should be three five seven nine you know but not for that it's just weird so i was like let's do a 25 yeah. and a half inch scale um you know this is kind of like the charvel feel it is a 12 12 inch to 16 inch uh compound radius um and so the thing about that is it allows you to just you know bend you know and not have any notes spread out but the, this one particular um uh, in particular what i did was i have the fishman system in here so these are the this is the the uh there's the greg cock p90 uh so you get three voices which is cool mm -hmm. so you have single coil you have p90 and you have p90 hot on this three-way mini toggle and it's just man it it just gives you all those tones so you know five way times three you know you get all those tones um, which, which is really rad. So not only do you get like modern playability, but you get all the, the cool stuff with, um, you know, the modern switching and obviously the Fishman system. So it might not look modern, but it definitely has a modern sound and, you know, the modern technology in there with Fishman. Oh, that's great. That's great, man. Yeah. I mean, guitars, guitars are, I mean, looks, looks are awesome, but it, it's, it's really, it's about the sound. It's about how it, you know, the sound of the guitar, how many different uh, tones you can get out of them, I guess, depending. Because I know before we went live, we were talking about a little about, about uh, Van Halen. Edward, huge influence on myself. And back in the day, all I wanted was a one pickup guitar with a Floyd. That was it. Absolutely. Now, now I want the total opposite. I want something with as many pickups as possible with with uh, Floyds, with non Floyds, with uh you know, Vega trims, you know, all, all these different types of, of, uh, bridges. Um, because you, you just, you, 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 you change. Absolutely. You know, you, you develop and depending on, on the situation, if you're, if you write, if you're a performer, if you know, whatever it is, your the guitars become more like, like tools, you know, to help you with whatever it is that you're, that you're doing. You know? I totally agree with that. I mean, that's, that's definitely my mindset too. Like, if you look at like this guy, let's see if I can get my hand to do the right thing. So this guy right here has uh, the uh, P rails by Seymour Duncan, but it has three three um, sort of voicings in it. So it's only obviously one bridge pickup, but it has the single, it has the P90, and it has the humbucker. So oh, that's kind of cool. my mindset. And then the telly right here, which is like the telly shape, that has the hot rails, that has a split coil, and then it has off. So all of my like, and you know, if we look at the coronet, this is, you know, uh, the thing that's cool about that is you don't have, so you have the three mini humbuckers, but you have mm -hmm. bridge, uh, bridge and middle, 
And then obviously, you know, the five way, just how it normally would be. But the middle position is the two outer pickups. So it's not just the, the middle by itself. So I wanted to have all my wiring be like kind of unique in that way. I mean, obviously this guy right here is just a relic kind of strats uh, humbucker single. But I think the mindset is like, for me at least, I would always do that to my guitars anyway. You know, if I was, if I'd buy a guitar, I'd be like, the very first thing I'm going to do is change the output jack, change all the switches, make sure mm -hmm. all the frets are dialed in perfectly. I'm going to do all that anyway for 20 years now I've been doing that. And so mm -hmm. I just always thought, well, why do I have to be, you know, why do I have to play this guitar that's coming off the rack and have the switching be just like they wanted me to have it? So I would always do things like, like I was telling you with the, the telly and, and just, I mean, it's easy enough just to, wire it in some unique way that is more clever than just having a single coil in the middle position it's like i don't know about you but i've i've have never found a use for that ever you know so you know just having it be like just by itself just by itself you know i, I think hendrix did some of those tones but i mean maybe what less i mean less than one percent of the time i'm like trying to find that middle single coil sound so i just always felt like why don't we just do the <laughs> outer two that's that's a way cooler way to do that you know, and yeah, you know, it's just um, how can you mod a guitar off the rack? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And actually, here we can actually I can share the screen here. We we can take a, a closer look at some of those. Let's see. Here we go. That should do it. That should be. There we go. That's that's the one you were pointing at, right? Yeah. So that the blue one is the three mini humbuckers from Seymour Duncan. And by the way, they sound amazing. Seymour Duncan had, I think that's supposed to be for the Firebird, um, mm -hmm. but they work perfectly in and for what I wanted. I mean, I, I never feel like they're they're lacking any tone whatsoever. I love those pickups. So I, I do favor Seymour Duncan quite a bit, just because I just find their tones to be what I like. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do like the EVH pickups too. I mean, I've got one EVH guitar, but yeah, so that, that blue one's got the three mini humbuckers and then the, um, the telly style has, um, the single, it is a, is it not, let's see, what is that? That's a Duncan too. So it's like their hot rails and it's humbucker. It's uh split and then it's off. So the three way is, is that. And oh, then no, that's cool. No, no neck pickup. Mm-hmm. And anytime I just oh, do a single wow. humbucker in the bridge, it's always the the Eddie Van Halen mindset. I mean, I mean, just a man. I mean, you don't need me to tell you, but he got all those tones out of of one single humbucker pickup. It's just always going to amaze me until now, until the end of time. Is just how many tones he got out of just one single pickup is just tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, plus it, you know, it, it is the player too. Absolutely. I mean, he he was Eddie Van Halen. He he could he could pick up a ukulele and and do something amazing. You know, um, but but yeah, yeah, dude, those guitars they, those look those look great. Thank you. Man. I, I love the uh, I love the finishes. And yeah, I was noticing on on some of these. I was, I was the, noticing the uh, the colors. You have a lot mm -hmm. of really cool, really cool colors with like uh, this other one. You have a really cool. Here, let's see if I can show this. Really cool purple. Mm -hmm. Looks like it has a, uh, let's see. It's like a mini humbucker and a, and a regular humbucker, it looks yeah. like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those are the stained um, ash. So, you know, a lot of times, I mean, not that one. There's another one that I did that um, I sandblasted at first so you could get the, the grain to be very deep. And so the more mm -hmm. you the more you stain and sand it back, it looks more 3D. That one didn't turn out as much as the other one that I did, which is super 3D. I wanted to keep it. I mean, that's the thing behind all of these is like I sort of build them for myself. Even when I'm building for a customer, I just I kind of always want to keep them. <laughs> so when I decided to launch, <laughs> I built all of these guitars for myself, and I was like, my wife said, "Well, when are you gonna list list them for sale?" I'm like, "They are for sale, but..." I would rather just build another one like the one that I've already built because I build them for myself, you know? And yeah. I've built, I've built a couple. I'm probably, I probably have three or four of this finish and I'm getting ready to do two more 
in this finish, but I, I'm likely going to keep this one because I just it just turned out just so awesome. And the thing that's cool about it is like even the back plate, like it's kind of hard to get that grain to all match. You know what I mean? But this one, mm -hmm. this one was like there was some kind of magic behind this one. I'm like, eh, I, I don't think I'm going to sell this one. This one's for me. They're kind of mm -hmm. all for me, but you know, um, it's a nice way for people to come to my studio and play the actual guitar and see, you know, what kind of work workmanship goes into it. And then, um, for that, for me to build one for them, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think I kind of have to have the stock. So that's, that's going to be my excuse for my, uh, to my wife to not sell the ones I've already built. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's that's a good idea. And hey, guitar for a cure, which I know you know because I, I, uh, I, I noticed. I noticed. Let's see, Friday Friday night with Johnny and Greg. Come on, doesn't get better. GJM, congrats, brother. The relic has my name on it. All the best, dudes. Right on. And hey, thank you for the the donation, man. Yeah, see, oh, that's I didn't even mention that. This uh, the guitar noir here. The lights change to oh, right a on. color of the uh of the donations towards the, that's uh, the channel cool. it's a that's cool, cool man cool feature here hey guitar for a cure thank you thank Peter you Guzman. let me let me grab another one if you don't mind let sure grab another these bad boys sure yeah and hey welcome from facebook we have uh we have facebook here facebook user i see if you're watching us from facebook you can actually sign in and and it allows <laughs> hoarding <laughs> Yeah, I'm not hoarding guitars. I'm building them to sell to people. That'll be my excuse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, welcome. We got we got some new names here. Welcome. Mickey, hey dude. All right, he's still thanking Thomas. people. Yeah. Yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah. Check this out, dude. Can I talk oh, about wow. this one? Of course. All right. You remember? Did you ever watch Happy Days growing up? Uh, Before your sometimes. time. Sometimes. Right. Uh, I was. I was. I was little, but I. I remember the theme. There's yes. probably a lot of people out there that grew up if they're around my age that you watched Happy Days, and there was these like Fonzie had this like demolition derby thing, and there were these two like bad guys in this uh, beat up car with a skull on the side. They were called the Malachi Brothers, and I uh -huh. made this one as kind of like. I, th I just thought that looked so cool how like the car was was badass, but it was all beat the crap. So that's what I did for this one. I uh, I, I uh, basically if you look on my Instagram, you'll see that it, it looked nice at one point. You know, it's all nitro finished. And um, I did the you know, so I basically buffed it. So it was gloss. And then I started just to drag it around the parking lot. Um, a la the Malachi brothers on uh, Happy Days for their demolition <laughs> derby, and came out with this one. And I'll tell you what, man, this it's very cool that Mighty Might has these pickups uh, that were they were designed to uh, you know mimic what EVH used back in the day. So this is a mm -hmm. super duper hot uh, bridge pickup, and then this is a mm -hmm. uh, antiquity Seymour Duncan neck pickup, um, and then I got the non-locking Floyd like the Guthrie Govan guitar. And uh, I mean, this guitar, there's a there's a guy out there from uh, a, a famous band that that wants this guitar. And I'm, I may give it to him, but I love this one again so much that I've got another body and neck in the garage. And I'm hoping to finish that one so I don't have to give this up because it just man, it turned out cool. And you just when you start dragging a guitar around a parking lot, you have no idea what's going to happen to it. But. The way that the uh, nitro uh, sort of um, dried and, and cured was like the timing was right for me to start just digging into this thing. And as you can see, I mean, it's not for everybody. And I can tell you, there's some people out there that have really hated on this. But for the most part, it's like 95% love and 5% hate. Uh, people don't like when you relic these guitars sometimes. but it's And it's not for everyone, but I, I love the way it turned out. And it's just this guitar absolutely screams. I don't know. Can I play a little bit? Sure. Can you hear that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
The pickup is really hot. Awesome. So you thank you, man. You don't need to have a lot of like if you I always use a boost pedal autumnus in front of my amp and you got to turn it way back because like the pickup is doing a lot of the work. So anybody mm -hmm. that hasn't checked out the Mighty Might uh pickup that's voiced like the EVH, definitely check that out because it's hot and it's it sounds really good. Nice. Nice. And hey, I'm I'm on your Instagram right now. Let's see if I can show this. I think I found it. I found I think it's it's just the body, right? It's just it's like when you were making it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. It should be that one there. Oh yeah, yeah. It right? like I'm saying, yeah, it looked nice at one point. <laughs> there, there's another picture before even because I taped all that off. Cause it's like if you have to scrape all of that, it's just such a, a pain in the butt. So I taped all that off and then you can see the ash was like it looked nice. So when I started beating it up and started relicking it, I actually had to stain the ash so it looked aged because it just looked too nice underneath. Right. Yeah, man. Right. I think that looks great. Thank you. I like that. I like that. And and uh like like I said with with myself and hey Janice, thank you so much Janice. Johnny, I would like to know about the guitar in the thumbnail in the thumbnail. Oh, oh, the one, uh, that one, that guitar, is that the, that's the one we showed, right? That's the one right above you? Yeah, I haven't, let me pull it down. Awesome. And hey, Janice, thank you. Thank you again. Hey, Guitar Man 45. Guitar Man, thank you again for being a channel member, dude. What was I going to say? Oh, he can't hear me. Oh, I was I was going to talk about the relic guitars. Eh, I mean, let's wait till he puts wait till he puts the headphones on. By the way, smash that thumbs up, you guys. Let's see if we can break a record for the most thumbs tonight. So, if this is the one she's talking about, yeah, I, yeah. So yes. this is like when when I wanted to make this I, I literally didn't know i was going to make it a model um it is one of my models now mm -hmm. but it's based on the coronet or they had like a wheelchair that was like more upgraded but i just kind of thought it looked cool because the racer x guys had an, an ibanez version of this guitar and i was so what i did with this is i sandblasted it and then it's a piece of ash and then what i did was i used silver pore filler and then um <clears throat> Let's see if I'm doing this right. No, I painted it blue first. So it had a primer painted blue and then I sandblasted it and then I put the silver pore filler and then I started putting all the, the finishing coats on it. So it matches the chrome hardware in the light. So it really, yeah, it really jumps out whenever you, yeah, I don't know if you can see that, but yeah, this is another can, really, see it. really cool one. And like I was saying before, it has um, the middle position is the two outer pickups. So, you know, you have your normal five way, but then the middle is the two outer, which is a way more usable sound. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is all of my guitars. I mean, like I was saying, I build them for myself. So I always like the, mm -hmm. the Ingve Malmsteen Seymour Duncan speed knob, like the 500 K pot speed knob, because it's just, it's that Van Halen thing, the Borens pot where he would do the cathedral and have that speed knob. Cause I, to me, it just, I don't want to have to fight that. So that's yeah. what's up with that. So I, I, I'm already, you know, it, it comes stock with the YJM 500 K pot. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah. That, that's a great looking guitar. I, I really like that. I really like how, how the, uh, the, the, the finish like, like matches with the, the Chrome that that's a really cool, really cool feature. You don't really see that. I, you, I that's, that's pretty unique. It's funny that, that finish on this guy here, I found a guy on YouTube. I mean, the thing is, is like, I don't really think there's going to be anything unique about anything now that YouTube's there. I mean, you just, I don't have, a, it's not like it's an original idea. I just liked it and try to do it myself. So this guy here mm -hmm. is like, it's basically uh, sandblasted again, stained, and then you put a silver pore filler in there and it just creates that super rad look. I mean, to me, I just think, why not create a piece of art? You know, it's like there's only going to be one of these because of the wood grain and it's a piece of wood, you know. So why am I going to cover that up with all kinds of uh, paint and stuff? 
I just think it would be much cooler if the wood looks good to, to mm-hmm. feature it, show it off. Is that the one above you right there? That's it. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, dude. Wow. I like that. Let's see. You. Oh, you're welcome, man. And hey, it looks it looks like we got we got comments. We got comments. Guitar for a Cure loves it. He also says, uh, "Greg, I have the Govan. How is the tuning with the br- with that bridge?" Well, since I know Peter and I have a hard time uh, embellishing or lying, I will say it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not great. In fact, Peter, here's the bar that goes in that that uh, guitar, and I. I'm not going to put it in because it just, uh, I don't know how the Guthrie model is, is doing their nuts, but I have to, I think I have to maybe get a different type of nut in there and maybe put a, a string tree or something else because it just doesn't stay in tune. It's cool to have it on there. And I know, you know, my whole thing was like, get people's attention and everybody's asking me to put a Floyd on a guitar. I don't really like to play guitars with Floyds. I like fixed bridge guitars for the last like 25 years. So that's, I just mm-hmm. love a fixed bridge. I don't really like, unless you're going to do it right with, with a real Floyd, the fine tuners, a locking nut, I'll do that. But, um, you know, I thought I'd try it, but, uh, truth be told, it, it's not great tuning. So I just take the bar out and it's, it's perfectly fine. Cause everything that I do is, uh, locking tuners anyway. So if you play it like a normal fixed bridge guitar, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the honest answer. There you go. We need applause for that. <laughs> We're honest here. Yeah. No, no weird stuff. But hey, guitar, uh, Dave's guitar channel is saying hello. Oh. Dave Levine says. What's hello. up, Dave? What's up, Dave? Oh, I hey, still, Dave. I still have Dave's uh, 17th Street guitar in my garage. Uh, that was my first in- guitar endorsement ever. Dave Levine. If it's the same Dave Levine. Oh, cool. Yeah, great guitar built by uh, John Carruthers. Made that guitar. It was a very, very cool guitar and design. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, hey, everybody. Smash that thumbs up. We're having a great time. Look at these amazing guitars. GJM Guitars by Greg Mara. Which, uh, how how can people like... Well, I know you've got your YouTube. Yeah. Well, let's, like, how can people hear? Like, where can they go for, for demos? They can't yet, but here's the thing. <laughs> I, I purposely, <laughs> I purposely waited until I had all of these guitars built and I just finished them last weekend. And as you remember, we put this off for like a month and a half and kept rescheduling yeah. and rescheduling because yeah. I was trying to finish these guitars. And I, I wanted to use your platform to launch the company officially. So, um, how can people hear them? Well, starting, um, in the next week, I'm going to start releasing demo videos and marketing videos. So within the upcoming week is when I'm going to, you know, now that you and I have launched the company, thank you, Johnny. Um, You're welcome, it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to be officially on my YouTube channel, which is uh, Greg Mara TV. And you'll, I'll, I'll go through the I whole like the name of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's, fu- <laughs> it's, it's funny because over the years I've worked for a lot of different companies from, through Guitar Guru Network, from Friedman to you name it. Oh, I played like six, seven thousand dollar guitars in my de- like everybody I had in my studio doing demos. So I clearly I'm not doing that anymore. So now it'll be from for me. I'll do my demos for my guitars. Awesome. That's that's where I saw you too, man. I know Guitar Gurus. I, oh, I yeah. know those guys. Yeah. yeah, which is now Incognito Guitars. So um, yeah, when they sold the company, then I didn't, you know, obviously I wasn't working for them anymore. So I kind of changed my direction and decided to do my own thing. But yeah, now mm-hmm. I'll just do all the demos for myself. And, uh, you know, I'll use my guitars for pedal and amp demos and stuff. But yeah, I'm, that's, if you go to Greg Mara TV, that's where everything will be. There you go. And that link, if it's not down below, I think it is. But if it's not, it will be. And and this is great, man. This is great. You can build all these guitars, build them for yourself, but then people can buy them. And and maybe uh, you know when when those when those players go out on tour, you know you can go to the shows. You can see that your guitars on stage. You can you can play you know your own guitars. That's 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 awesome. 
it's it's awesome. been a lot of fun. The thing that the best part of the whole uh, journey has been, I don't need a guitar tech anymore. I mean, if you had talked to me maybe three or four years ago, I would be like, ah, oh, I got to take my guitar down to my tech so he can adjust this, that, or the other. But when you build like 30 guitars yourself and you're like, I guess I just lost all the money I put into those, those parts because I screwed it up. Once you screw up about five guitars, you're, you're, you figure it out real quick, what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And, and the other thing that ends up happening is once you're dealing with an engineer, that's cutting your bodies, you realize that whenever they're sending you a sample, you better get the neck pocket, right? You better get the depth, right? You better get the scale correct. You better get the bridge pla placement, right? And all the holes, because you're paying for all those samples. So that was a really, I, I just kind of figured, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it and, and figure out all of the specs, all of the details and be able to assemble the guitar myself and sand the guitar myself, finish it, wire it, all the, everything that you would ever need to do. I, I wanted to learn. And in the last, over the summer, I decided I was going to, uh, I, I tell you what, I contacted a lot of companies from ES, I'll just tell you ESP. I mean, just down the line, a lot of companies in Southern California. And um, there's a company that's about 20 minutes from my house. And I was like, I know those guys. And I con I contacted Matt Larave from Larave Guitars. And he's like, yeah, we would love to have you. Can you do fret jobs? And I'm like, I can absolutely do that. And, um, and so I got hired to be uh, in the fretting department. Now I'm doing like um, I'm doing all the neck profiling. I'm doing all the, all of the fret jobs. So I'm telling you, once you do like five or six fret jobs a day times five days a week times a couple months, you got a couple hundred guitars under your belt of doing fret jobs. And I can tell you that if, if I go back to something that I did, like even two years ago, I'm like, Oh, what was I thinking? I, I didn't really know what I was doing or, you know, like I can like pull all the frets now and do a refret and not have any, like, I won't even think about it because like I'm saying, once you do a couple hundred guitar fret jobs, yeah. you kind of figure some stuff out. But the, the greatest resource is working right next, like five feet away from Jean Larave, who is he's, he's 80 and he was a master luthier in the early eighties. So that guy is going to give you the answer in a snap of a finger and he's just the coolest guy. And I just, I can't tell you how much I'm learning just being there. And everybody that works there, it's kind of like a family. It's not a corporate business, even though it's a big business. I would say they have about 25 employees and everybody, if you can imagine a factory assembly, assembly line, everybody is looking at the guy behind them and in front of them, because you don't want to screw up the next guy in front of you. You don't want to do anything that's going to mess up the finishing guy because he has extra work. And mm -hmm. you don't want to, and the guy behind you doesn't want to screw you up because then you're like, oh man, they want me to do six or seven guitars a day and that's going to mess up my timing and you got to put an extra time. So I got to, I got to say, it's been a blessing getting hired at Laravie because I'm just learning a ton of these skills that it's like, it's helping me with my guitars. So it's mm -hmm. been awesome. That's great. Wow. I, I played a Laravie guitar years ago. Well, I mean, the store that I worked at, Subway in Berkeley, California, had one. It was it was almost it was like a super strat type of thing. And I think it was black. And I remember it said Laravie on the on the headstock. Mm -hmm. And it was a great guitar. It was a great quality guitar. Oh, yeah. Um, that's well, cool. The thing that's crazy is so like, I got to tell you, <laughs> it's it, it's just kind of nuts walking in there and you're going, like, just imagine walking into, like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory if you're, like, a chocolate lover. That's what it's like going to work every day. I'm like, my wife can't believe I get up at 530 every day to just drive as fast as I can to get to the shop. And I'm like, there, people are, like, going on their lunch breaks. And I'm like, I, I don't want to stop doing this. And, like, it's crazy because it's 730 to 4. And there's a couple 15-minute breaks. And then it's a half hour for lunch. I'm like, I don't wait for the the timer to go back up, the buzzer to go back up, to go back to work. I'm like, I'm always in my little wood shop area, like getting ready to go back to it. And I'm like, super, like, you, you just can't imagine how awesome it is to work at a guitar, guitar factory if you're into that kind of thing. And so I tell you what, I, for as long as I can possibly work there and manage my company too on the nights and weekends, I'm going to do it because it's just, it's rad as hell to walk back you walk beside a stack of, you know, these beautiful guitar telly bodies that they're building. And like, it's you're just going, Oh my gosh, 
look how amazing that is. I can't wait to, you know, what, whatever. I can't wait to fret it. I can't wait till the, the final assembly guys get finished with this so I can mm -hmm. play that guitar. So it's really cool. And then they have some, I got to tell you, there's some contracted uh, guitar companies they built for over the years. I'm not going to mention who, but there's a, an area in that, in that wood shop, in that factory, where it's all these guitars, like famous guitars that you're going, oh my gosh, if they ever throw if they ever throw those away, like I got to get one of those, I got to grab one of those. <laughs> it's just, it's just the coolest job ever. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And that's, that's dude, that's perfect for you because you got your own company now. Uh, GJM guitars where anything you're learning right there from Laravie, you can take directly those skills in, into what you're doing. Definitely. And, and it's, it's, I mean, you're the real deal. So it's, it's awesome. Well, thank you, man. You're welcome. <laughs> the, the coolest thing about it is if I don't know how to do something like, um, no matter what it is, if I, if I don't know what I'm doing, there are guys in there that like, they're like master woodworkers. So they're going to, they're going to be able to give me the answer. Like the other day mm -hmm. I was thinking I wanted to do something special with a veneer on a headstock. And, you know, obviously you have different angles that ride up to the fretboard. And I was thinking, how could I make this? so that it perfectly matches the straight part to the radius and and make it mm -hmm. look like it's seamless and and there's this this guy that works there that I asked he's like dude that's so easy let me just show you how to do it and like you got the, you've got the answer the guy's right right there <laughs> you know so that's the coolest <laughs> thing is being able to say i want to be able to pull this move off and and there's there are a lot of great woodworker guitar builders that work there too so I just feel super fortunate to have been hired and cause I know they, they don't have a, it's not a huge staff and um, there are people that have been there for many years and it's, it's very, very cool. That's great. Man, that's awesome. So how does, does that inspire you? Cause I, I know you're, I mean, obviously you play guitar and obviously I, I saw your website and you've got your original albums and your original music and stuff. Does that inspire you to, to let's say when you're there working and then, when let's say, well, where do you get inspiration for your, for your music? Let me just ask you that. Well, I mean, I mean, I got to tell you, it's been a couple years. I mean, the thing is, I don't know how old you are, but the ebb and flow of like how your life works is like, for me, I'm always like, like, I'll just give you a, for instance, and I'll try to answer the question as fast as I can. But in like 2015, I was like, I want to buy the best video gear. I want to learn video editing and I want to start my own company doing video reviews and you just mm -hmm. figure out how to do it. And like I'm saying with YouTube, you can figure out anything and then you go work for a company and you work under people that are great editors and you learn all the programs. And I just kind of thought throughout my life, I wanted to figure out a way of like, I want to, I want to cross that off my bucket list. And so I got to tell you, it's been a couple of years since I've been super duper inspired to put out original music just because I don't really want to go on tour right now. And I I've got to tour with, I mean, you know, it's, it's been pretty cool. Some of the people that I have been in their band that, you know, if you go on my website, I put a list of them, obviously my credits and stuff, but so yeah. I, I feel like I've gotten to accomplish a lot of that. I don't really feel super inspired to write music. What I feel inspired to do is, um, write backing tracks for my my demo stuff. I'm super inspired to do that. I love doing that. So what I did was, I'll just show you real quick. Put this around. Like, uh -oh, did I lose screen there? We're here. We got you. Okay, check this out. So I got a little hybrid digital. It's a uh, electronic with real symbols. Oh, so cool. I've been able to record the drums, record the bass and make my own backing track so it's like that's kind of where i'm at so when you talk about like new music or whatever it's like eh, i don't i know i'm gonna have to go <laughs> tour this stuff and i don't want to leave my house yeah so i'm not really i'm not really doing any new music except for my backing tracks which i just it's just super mm -hmm. fun for me to do well that's the same thing though too is is doing the backing tracks because i've I, I mean i i mean i play i've toured i've i've done some some cool things here and there and, and, uh, the cool thing about, about doing YouTube or doing a, a YouTube show, doing a podcast is, you know, one of the problems a lot of these creators have is they have to buy music or they have to buy, they have to license music yeah. where 
the thing is, a lot of them don't realize at some point, you know, if that company changes their minds, uh oh, we're going to, you know, this is ours now. All their stuff is going to get flagged because they mm-hmm. don't own that. Absolutely. They're lose everything. But if you create your own music and, and I mean, we've got these setups now with either Pro Tools or, or um, Logic Pro or, or whatever, where we can just basically just set up, record, you know, a couple minutes of something, edit it, chop it up. There you go. You've got a theme song for your show. Absolutely. You've got any credits themes. And so that's another thing, too, is, is, is be like, you know, going to work, working on these guitars, being inspired by these guitars. I guess my question is, do you get inspired to, to play and, and, and create and write like when you're playing your own guitars or, or working on guitars at Laravee? I guess that's my question. OK, well, not really. I mean, I hate to say it like that. I'm, I'm not really inspired. I, I mean, the thing is, it's like, I, I mean, I'm 50 years old. So, I mean, when you do anything for 45 years of your life, it just, you know, I think your mindset is like, you know, I got to be honest with you. I, I feel most inspired when I can work uninterrupted all day on guitars. That is like the most inspirational hmm. to me because I feel like I'm creating in a different way. And when I'm sitting mm-hmm. here noodling on stuff, I just feel like, well, what's this really for? I mean, it's for a backing track for a demo video, which is cool, or I'll put out some music, but then I have to go play it live. Or I just kind of feel like I, maybe I shifted, you know, my thinking in regards to what satisfies Mm -hmm. me. And I, I, I do have a record that's written that'll come out here whenever I feel like finishing it. But right now the, my most inspirational is being able to like, for instance, I just made a bass for Greg chase on from badlands. And I just, I, I saw drove, that dude. Yes. I drove all the way out to Phoenix to give it to him it was like eight hours from LA. And I was like, just, I made a video of it and that video is not out yet, but that'll be one of the first marketing videos. Just sitting, sitting there watching him play badlands riffs on the base that I built for him was like the most satisfying thing that you can imagine. So that to answer your question to, to play play guitar, it's fun for me, but you know, do anything for 45 years and it's not the same as the first 20 years, you know? So I'm most inspired when I make something and I can give it to the the artist. And uh, so I've got an artist named uh, Baron Sumter that I've made a bunch of guitars for, and he is an incredible guitar player. Um, And then Jimmy DeAnda, which this is crazy. So Jimmy DeAnda was the bullet boys for a a drummer and he's an amazing drummer. They were on a, a major label, um it was they were all over mtv in the headbangers ball era the big hair stuff yeah famous like famous guy so now all these years later he's been the drummer for george lynch's band and a bunch of different like you know guys from the late 80s hair metal stuff but he's got his own like i've been friends with him for about 20 years and he's got his own uh uh band that he's singing playing guitar and he's actually a very good guitar player so i'm making one of these guys let's see my hand's not doing the right thing i'm making one of these guys for um the tenor rock so that's my next thing so when you talk about like what inspires you i can't wait to finish that to give it to him so whenever he puts his video out or he does his marketing uh press shots he'll have my guitar in the video so that's kind of where my head is there you go yeah oh that's great awesome awesome and here let me let me uh i'm on your instagram let me just show this you were just talking about how you drove was oh, yeah. This, was, is this in Phoenix? That's in Phoenix. Yep. Right there. Yep. That's Greg Chason, the bass player from Badlands, who was right next to Jakey e. Lee, who is my favorite guitar player of all time. Now, Greg is my favorite hard rock bass player of all time. So uh, I met him at NAM in 2015, and he uh, runs this store, Bizarre Music, uh, Bizarre Guitars in uh, Phoenix. And we just kind of kept uh-huh. in touch. I had a podcast show. He was on it a couple times and we would text each other, stupid, funny things. And, uh, and I said, Hey, Greg, I've got this bass, com- this uh, guitar company. I, I want to build you a bass. So he actually picked the piece of ash from a blank, which, uh, some, at, at somewhere on my Instagram, you can see the actual piece of ash that he picked. And, uh, you know, he wanted that style bass. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I built that bass for him and, and it's just, it's just a thrill. I mean, it's just amazing. That's my, I mean, if you had asked the 17 year old version of me listening to Badlands back in 1989, that yeah. I'd be standing next to, I mean, just standing in the room with him, let alone having my name on the headstock of a base that I built for him. I, 
it's just it's just unfathomable to think about that mm-hmm that it's it's pretty cool these days it's pretty cool huh it's cool <laughs> man yeah it's cool yeah i know it's it might not be for everyone to understand how much it means to be able to work with someone that you when you know those formidable days when you're 16 17 18 when you're just coming up and everything's fresh and new and your favorite band it's like it does mean quite a bit to be able to get to work with some of these guys all these years later you know, it, it, it means a lot to me at least. Mm hmm. Ah, it's, it's awesome. There you go. So that's it right there, right? That's it. That's the that's Greg the chase on base. Mm hmm. Right on. Right on. So will that be a, uh, a, a model? You know, I don't, uh, I mean, the thing is, is I will build someone a base, but, um, I like to build guitars. It's more fun for me. Um, I do have some bass bodies in the uh, in the shop here at home that I that I could do. I mean, I, and I have had some interest, but I'm not really pushing that side of it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, if someone wants a bass, I'll build them a bass. That's cool. Thank right you, man. Right on, right on, dude. So much amazing. Amazing stories, man. Oh man, don't get me started. It's uh, <laughs> the people, the guys at work. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is like that. I, I work in this little box at Larave, which is like the fretting room, but I'm the only one in there. And so what I'll do is I'll uh, they have this this belt sander, and you basically put the the uh, the curve of the neck. They call it railing, and you basically put the profile, the radius on the, each neck. So I'm doing that all day long. So they'll bring me like a flat fretboard. So I'm doing that and then I'll do the fretting right afterwards and there's inlay. Uh, so you got to glue in the inlay. So there's a lot of work that goes involved uh, in doing that job. But then people will come in there because it's this little box and, and then it's just, it's story time. So it's like, it's kind of hard to start because it, it just, it, there's just so many stories. <laughs> there's just too many stories. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the cool thing about about the internet now, and and having your own podcast or or website or whatever is you can tell those stories, whether verbally like this or in like blog posts or whatever. And it's and it's it's great great stuff to put behind, especially if if you have a company, you're selling a product, guitars. You know, it's great. It's a great history. It's a great history of stuff. Uh, here we go. We got we got some questions here. Uh. Surfer, surfer boy, surfer bee. Greg, how do you build guitars and do everything else? They're asking. Well, I got to say, my son just went off to San Diego State University, so I have my nights and weekends open. Um, but you know, like if you go to a company like I'll even use Skurvison Guitars out of Poland, who they, you know they they make the, the finest instruments. I mean, there's a lot of companies that have like these five thousand dollar instruments. For me. Um, I have a guy that cuts my bodies and I source my necks and then I do my fret jobs and I do everything so that it's like about three months out. So I'm about three months out on everything, which is every night, every weekend day, it's, it's kind of no problem. Um, and, um, but a lot of those companies that are, like I'm saying, they're like 18 to 24 months out. So I kind of always felt like, you know what, I don't, I hope, I, and I do have a lot of orders right now, but I, I just want to keep things around three to four months uh, just because I, I, I don't know about anybody else, but in 18 months time, I definitely don't want the same guitar I spec'd out 18 months prior. I mean, you know, you spec out a guitar and you're like, for me, it's like about six months. I'm like, eh, kind of want something different or I want a different finish or I want a different neck profile or whatever it is. So for me, I try to keep things around three to four months. And I, the thing that's cool now is I have a lot of bodies cut and I have a lot of stock. So when I was doing this, you know, like six months ago, I didn't have anything. I had to cut it. It was like made to order. So someone ordered a strap mm -hmm. or telly body. Um, I'd have to do it in real time. But now it's like I've got stacks of bodies down in my wood shop. And um, so I can I can get started pretty quickly. And then then what I'll do is sometimes you can try to get ahead of the sanding. And so I have bodies ready to go, ready to be stained or finished in some way. But, you know, it's really about three months out because, you know, 
in two months time, most good, most finishes will be cured. So, you know, that's where I'm at with it, but it, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun too. I mean, that's, this is exactly what I want to do with my life. That's why mm -hmm. no new music. There you go. Thank you. There you go. But you, you, you can always do the music too behind, you know, for a demo video or, or, or whatever. Plus, I mean, we don't have to get into it now, but the music business has changed. It's not n nothing like it was even, even uh, 10, five years ago. It's totally different. So, so you, you can always go in, in uh, different directions. It's um, a hobby. Music is a hobby now. You know, and I, when I changed my mindset from, oh, I'm going to write a great hit that everybody's going to love. I'm going to get on a big tour. It's like, it's just not, doesn't make any sense to think like that anymore. It's just, you should think mm -hmm. of music as a hobby and something that you want to have fun and try to get on some stages that'll satisfy you. And that's about it. Mm -hmm. At least for me. Mm -hmm. So here we got your website and Hey, really quickly, we got, we got some new people in the chat. We got Alice Martinez. Hey, Alice, good to see you. Alice is a, a regular here on the channel. Norm Hotchkiss is asking Greg, what bass pickups do you prefer? I prefer the, uh, well, you know, Seymour Duncan makes the, the PJ. So it's like, um, you know, one is the J bass and one is the, the P bass. So, the straight mm -hmm. uh, near the bridge and then the split in the middle. That's the way we made the Greg bass. And then what I do is I put both, I wire them both on the output jack on a volume. So you can blend both pickups as much as you want. So that's, mm -hmm. that's my, my favorite. There you go. And is it surfer, surfer by surfer B by the way, welcome. <laughs> Sorry, I'm screwing your name up. Um, but, uh, they're saying they were, they were just at your website. And speaking of that, look at this, we're, we're on your website right here. Greg Mora, the JGM guitars. And here you're talking about how you've been building, modifying, modifying and upgrading guitars for many years. And now you're making them. And if anybody wants to contact, they want to contact you, they can do that. There's yep. the email right there. There's the number. Thank you, man. Oh yeah. And look and at that, that. That needs an upgrade for sure because um there's there I mean that was like <laughs> those were the first ones I built. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I need a website. Okay, get gjmguitars.com. So I bought the domain and then so now it's like I, I have so many more that I have. So uh I definitely have to this weekend go ahead and upgrade it. But I just kind of felt like let's start with um launching it here on your on your page and and then we'll go from there. And then I can, and even this, this model here, that was the very first one I built. That was just the flipped version of this guy. And, um, now it's, it's, it's more sort of like moving in the right direction. So it's more well-balanced from the headstock to the body. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the tenor rock there. That's the original design, but it's not, it doesn't look like that anymore. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. These are nice. That's Thank super strat. That looks great there, man. Thank you. What what bridge is that? So that's called an Apollo bridge. Let me grab that real quick. That's the Apollo bridge. Let's see if I can do this without uh, hanging myself. That guitar looks great. Surfer by Surfer B. Surfer by. So this is that guitar now. So as I'm telling you, like my whole thing is like. I, I kind of can't stop modifying guitars. So anyway, <laughs> has a beautiful piece of mahogany that just has like a satin gel coat on it. Kind of like they, what they would do with a violin. So you basically just sand it and continually adding these uh, coats of uh, satin. And it really mm -hmm. just turns out so nice. You know, it's like, I just love it. So I got the Antiquity uh, JB from Duncan. And this is called the Apollo Bridge. And it has bell brass uh, saddles. And it's all like direct contact. I believe that's uh, like an aluminum uh, bridge plate, but it's made by Apollo. And uh, this was, uh, I had a matching headstock on this one. And, you know, I just kind of kept going, kept going. So that's that's this guy. And um, this is another one that whenever people come and play my guitars, they always just want to take this one. 
And I'm like, oh man, that's my, that's kind of my personal guitar. I don't think I ever want to get rid of that one, but <laughs> I, I put the, uh, the antiquity JB from Duncan in there and oh my gosh, it sounds so great. It's so open and lively. Um, and then, you know, the speed knob on there too. So it's no frills. I mean, it's one volume, one bridge pickup, but what else do you need? I mean, I don't want to, I didn't want to cover up all this wood, uh, with another pickup. I just want to bring one other guitar down here real quick. Cause this sure. is an example of like the wood lo looks so nice that I just wanted to put a single bridge pickup in there, but yeah. But, or maybe just a single, single coil. So it, it, oh, it, man. there's more wood there. Check that out. That piece of wood. Just make it acoustic. Right? <laughs> so this has the Magfrag pickups in it. And this comes from Third Power Amps. And this is, you know, obviously you, see, you can see the Limba. It's just such a stunning piece of wood that it almost sent, seemed like sacrilegious to uh, put two pickups in. But this is a nut. This one is like, this is another one that everybody just wants to take home with them. But, um, I have more Limba and I've got a Telecaster version of this that I'm, that I'm uh, doing right now, but this has the satin gel coat on it too, which is just, that's my favorite, man. It just creates this nice, nice, um, you know, soft satiny finish. And it just really shows off the Limba. I don't know if you, if you're a fan of that, but Limba is my favorite. It's just mother nature did a great job on this one. Hmm. That's the wood. The wood or is the, Limba. Uh... Yeah, yeah, so so Limba is like sometimes they'll call it Karina and Karina like the Karina okay. Explorers where it's all like kind of looks like um more like more like this without the 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 fig the striping in there. But yeah. for me when I saw this piece I was like I got to have that and I got two pieces just like it. So this is another one that is just kind of super special to me. Oh, right on. Right on, man. And look at that. Those are your, your headstocks right there. Yep. Change that there a bit. We used to have the cutout and now I just put the big logo on a, on a, on a straight headstock, which I like better. I just, Oh, there it, you go. It looks oh, better. Can, yeah. Cause if you, you know, if you can imagine being 30 feet away from someone on stage, you know, it's kind of hard to see the little imprint in there. And I, you know, I kind of wanted to advertise a little bit more. And uh, for my headstock, that was like one of the things I just, I mean, it's based on a lot of different things, but it kind of has that, like, I, I always thought the, um, I don't know. I always kind of thought the Ibanez headstock, like, it's not like it's designed exactly like that, but if you take a look at this guy, so, you know, kind of the same vibe, but in reverse, it's not the same headstock. It's just, right it's modeled after what I thought was an amazing looking headstock. So I just drew that out on a piece of paper and came up with something that I thought looked cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Oh, it's got to look cool. Yeah. It's got to look but, cool. But yeah, but it does make sense though. Uh, if, you know, if, 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 uh, if a player is playing a, an instrument on stage where you can, you can read, you know, what the, uh, what, what the, uh, what the guitar is. That's cool. That's cool, man. Um, well, we're we're at an hour. I don't know um, if you want to want to wrap it up or uh, there's anything. Is there anything that that has to be said? Nothing has to be said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just I guess thanks for helping me launch this, Johnny, and and postponing it so. I mean, we po I think it was like a month and a half. And, uh, you know, it's been 12 to, years in the making. <laughs> so allowing me to finish all the guitars. Cause you know, I just, I built 10 at the same time and there, you know, I, I've sold a couple here and there that I was intending to keep for myself, but, um, just anyway, thank you so much for this platform to announce that, you know, we're officially open for business and folks can check me out at gjmguitars.com or you can just find me at Greg Mara on Facebook or, uh, you know, Mara music on, uh, Instagram. And I usually, I'm, I'm usually pretty quick to respond to people. And, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of love the uh, interaction with other guitar lovers. And, you know, I've got quite a bit of people right now that, um, they will commonly just directly buy things from me. So, um, it's been, it's been very busy there ever since I started. So, um, I just wanted to thank you, man. This has been awesome. You're welcome. 
You're that deserves applause. That's right, Facebook user. Support a pro with JB. That's right. That's right. And and uh, hey, you're welcome to come back anytime. Thank um, you. Anytime, like if you have an, a new model or just whatever, whatever you know. I Sounds you know good. I do these I do these shows pretty much almost not daily, almost every day, or wow. you know. Um, but if if you if you're like if it's a Friday night and and you just want to hang out, chill out, just let me know. Sounds good, man. We got to talk about Van Halen next time. There we go. Dude, I actually I have a dedicated Van Halen show on Tuesdays. Yeah. Called exclusively Van Halen. Maybe maybe a Tuesday if, if you get home if you want to talk some Van Halen for for a couple hours. That sounds great, man. Yeah, I I'm I'm always hip to do that. For sure. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, hey Greg, thank you so much. Thank you, John. This is this has been great. And don't don't hang up. Stay stay on the line. Really quickly, though, we're just going to say thank you to our channel members. There we go. Thank you so much for your continued support of this channel and these shows here on YouTube, here on Facebook as a podcast. And uh, and I'll see you guys tomorrow night on Saturday night with uh, I don't know who's going to be there, but uh, we'll be hanging out, talking, talking music. Yeah, we hang out on Saturday night, Saturday nights too, and and uh, have a great time. So thank you, everybody, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. And don't forget, check out Greg Mora. Links down below. Check out his guitars. You'll thank be you, man. seeing. You'll be seeing a lot more of those in the future. They're amazing. Rock on! Thanks, everybody, and have a good night. Johnny Bean, Johnny Bean TV. Bye-bye.